Drone's so good, we won't blame you if you can't pick a favorite. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. The Girl Without a Sound was born out of defiance and as a response to the fairy tales we were told as little girls, stories about white princesses with blue eyes, flowing locks of hair, and an overwhelming awareness of their beauty, says author Bushe Ngaba. Bushe, hello, thank you for joining me and thank you for your time. Hi, Shadow, thank you for having me. So excited to be on the show. Well, I'm excited because... um, Apart from being an author, and for the purposes of this interview, we're calling you an author, but you do a whole lot of other stuff. You, I do. You act, you, you, you run an NPO, and I think yes. the NPO Kamat, that's called, right? Yes. And it's focused on early childhood development? Um, no, we are working with um, the Center for Early Childhood Development Center specifically for Go Without a Sound. Ganas are the NPO very specifically. Um, we look to cultivate um, unheard stories, mm-hmm. um, putting them on stage. We also do workshops with kids to help kids in finding their own voices and to make sure that what we're doing is nurturing the unheard and untold stories um, on the African continent. This reminds me very much of The Bluest Eye. Uh, yes. <laughs> type story, but tell me, tell me, the, you know, how you hope uh, we all approach the book to identify that the voiceless girl and yes. and how we help her through, uh, through uh, help her through until she finds a voice. Yes. Um, well, I think. Um, particularly with the book, you know, my hope is that firstly that people go onto the website and download it. And I think just in the act of downloading it and making sure that we're getting it out there to the locals who need to be reading it, you know, that's the beginning. That's the first step. Um, I think that one can't ignore that the little girls that it's been written for, you know, and exist in a very, very um, a harsh reality, you know. So you can't completely protect you know, our kids, we can't protect ourselves from the world in which we live, but we can give them tools to make it a little bit better and a little bit easier. And I think part of those tools are seeing themselves, you know, in imaginary worlds, seeing themselves as doctors or on horses or slaying dragons, you know, the potential <laughs> to dream far bigger than whatever your reality is. But I, I, I want to know how we identify the fact that they're voiceless. And yes. are there things that a, a young child, because it starts with us moms, right? Yes. And, and the things, how, how we socialize our children into being young adults or even, if, yes. you know, and, and where do we begin? Because our, from ourselves, we, we, we dreamt of being princesses. Yes. Well, for me, I think that, um, if, if I had to take it from my point of view, you know, it would start in small things like um, my name, Bushe, um, in grade three, for example, when a teacher can't say your name, teaching your young girl to insist mm. on on people saying her name, mm. you know, on acknowledging her, her full name as it is, you know, making sure that our, doc- uh, our daughters protect themselves in that way and are proud of who they are. Mm. And they go into different environments knowing who they are and what it is that they want to be and being clear about that and not being made to feel as though they need to keep quiet about that or hold back. So for me, that's a beginning, you know, that's a step. Um, Encouraging, encouraging stories, encouraging young girls to dream big. Um, Yeah, 
For me, that's some of the steps. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm quiet because I'm listening in for, for a personal experience here. Did yes. You, did, did, let, let's talk about your upbringing and, and yes. when you found your voice. Um, well, I, I think a good starting point was what I just said about um, an acknowledgement of names. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. having a name like Boucher, I've heard so many varieties. Boucher, Boucher. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think you know, as an eight-year-old, um, so scared, you know, within that environment to say no. That isn't how my mom calls me. Mm-hmm. That isn't what my mom named me. You know, it's difficult. But I think as I started to grow a little bit more conscious, you know, by the time I was 11 years old, I, I, I started to insist, you know, that somebody would say Bushle and I'd say no, Bushle. Somebody would say Bushle and I'd say no, Bushle. Or um, by the time I was in high school, you know, when I started to read heavier books, you know, you just mentioned um, The Bluest Eye, mm-hmm. for example, and I find that, you know, Tony Morrison as an author has inspired me a lot in that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I started to read more and I, I started to, to see myself more and my place in the world and the kind of world in which I would like to exist, that's when I started to, to search for my own voice. And I certainly don't think I found it necessarily, but I do know that I'm grateful that I'm aware that I, I, I need it, that it needs to be nurtured. Um, and that it's a powerful one. So that search to me is everything. And it's 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 li- it's a lifelong search. You know, exactly. you need to be watching because we live in a world that is 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 full of of surprises. So exactly. you need to, you, you need to protect yourself or protect your boundaries all the time. Yes, and and also to find your magic. You know, mm-hmm. and I think what's made this book so relatable from six year old to you know, women with, who are mothers, you know, um, is that we can all identify with that feeling of being silenced, you know. And because of the way that this book has been written and that it's so simple, it's very easy to access that message immediately and for it to resonate with you. Um, and exactly because of what you just said about it being a lifelong journey, um, that's why anyone can pick up this book and love it the way that they have. There's a lot of talk um, with uh, about what we see as beauty and yes. and and in ourselves. Yes. Because again, beauty is 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 the flowing hair and the blue eyes, which yes. which we're dealing with at the moment. You know, we yes. we started to 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 change the way our hair is, and I think it's every woman's prerogative to decide what she wants to look like. Yes. And okay. people bleaching their skins again is their prerogative. But 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 with the spoke, you know, I I wonder if what we see giving birth to our looks and beauty has has always been partly because of those stories about princesses with blue yes. eyes, and and this is how it presents itself now. So do you think your book then um, uh, kind of brings it into focus? Uh, I think so. Um Definitely, uh, I think the choice, um, the choice of making a little girl of color the protagonist in what I call a fairy tale, is um, is a direct a direct way of changing the lens. Mm-hmm. Let me put it that way: focusing the lens on something else, or, or even better, rather, taking the lens, owning it, and deciding that this is my story. 
you know. Um, and, and I mean, the response to the little girl in it in particular has been so incredible. I mean, people have loved her and have taken to her immediately. And I think that is because she isn't, she isn't in all the bookshops, you know, when we walk in and we want to go and buy our younger siblings or cousins or nieces or nephews or whoever it might be a book, you know, with someone that looks like them. Mm. So I do think it has definitely changed the lens. Well, I love Mika's picture on yeah. the cover. I think it's, it's it just it just contextualizes what you're talking about. Yes, and 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 she is she is so beautiful, and the fact that yes, she really is. I, I I know I know the mother. So yes. so you know the fa- and I I saw Mika the other day, and I asked her to tell me about the book. Yes, and and she is. She is so, so clear about what the book yes. is about. So, that, you know, you've reached one girl at least. And I yes. think she goes on and tells other little girls about, you know, about yes. the girl without a sound. So your work, your job is done in a way, you know, because you've convinced one girl. And if you to change yes. one girl's mindset, that's big. Exactly. And I think with this book, you know, we've also had the opportunity to do so much in such a short period of time. I mean, we have the Sitswana version out now, which again has widened the lens even more, you know, because um, I, I'm Sitswana speaking and as a little girl, you know, even now you don't get to pick up a lot of Sitswana or African literature very specifically, you know. Mm. So being able to give that that's a gift. That's mm. incredible, you know, mm. to be able to read a, a book in a language that my tongue finds comfortable, comfortable has been incredible. So if I can give that to other young girls and young boys, you know, that that's the gift. And, Does the book, um, sorry, yes, go ahead. Yes. And the Sitsuana version was also launched um, at um, Rutanang book festival mm-hmm. um, in Bochestrom in the northwest and my family is from the northwest so the opportunity mm-hmm. to take it there directly was incredible and I mean we managed to reach a thousand kids you know so you're giving and, back as well yeah I, I'm just wondering about the, 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 the message not being lost in translation how are you protecting that Oh, wow. It's been, that was definitely an experience because what I had to really be aware of was, you know, English and African languages, they work by very different rules. Yes. So the words that might exist in English definitely don't hold the same meaning in Sitwana. <laughs> so I found we really, I worked with an incredible translator from Botswana. So, you know, we translated it very directly initially, but because the the style of the book is magical realism. It's written almost in poetry. Mm-hmm. So it had to be translated about four times before um, I was sure that, you would know, we'd kept the integrity of what the story is actually about. Wow. Well, congratulations. And are we looking at other languages? Definitely. Definitely. By when? We are hoping within maybe two months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, it um, The book is... It's barely been out for two months. So I know. <laughs> I think me and my incredible team are just taking it step by step by step. And every day we wake up and there are more opportunities and it's bigger and we can reach more goals and we can do more. Um, so it's about bite sizes, but also looking at the far bigger picture. So um, what's the youngest, what's your youngest target person? Um, um, I would say maybe five years old even mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because of the style of the book you know um, I'm as you mentioned earlier I'm an actress mm-hmm. and I've trained in physical theatre also which 
um, the amazing thing about theatre and particularly visual theatre is that it, because it, it's visual, it allows for, it, it takes away the exclusionary, um, the exclusionary aspect of language, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So with my illustrator and my photographer, what we were well aware of and what we wanted to do in creating the images was creating the sort of book that any child could pick up regardless of whether they understood it or didn't understand it, but would be so fascinated by the pictures that they could create the story and follow the story anyway. Well, see, um, I, I'm, I'm seeing this on stage for some reason or other. You know, people have started little whispers <laughs> about that. And I'm gently listening. Well, do listen. the calendar. <laughs> no, yes. because I think it would work, and I think we'll yes. get the message out there quicker. Um, you know, if in it, action. In action. And, yes. and, and being, being, being a theatre person as well, yes. a performer, I think we would get it even in, uh, from a deeper level if, if, yes. you, if you took yes. it, if you took it on stage. So, so I'm hoping soon we'll be talking about that when you come back and, and visit. Definitely, us. we could be talking film also. We never know. Hey, there's a lot. hey, there's a lot coming. There's a lot. Have <laughs> <laughs> wings will fly. Exactly. So, yes. so how do we, so you download it on on online? Yes, on www.gowithoutasound.com. You can download both the English version and the Sotswana version. And it's a printable PDF, so you can print out one, five, fifty copies for all the little girls in your family. Then after June, you can start looking on our website for more information about how to order the printed copy. You know, I'm thinking after reading it, nobody would be too proud to be called a yellow bone, huh? I don't know, you know. We just don't know. Because somebody would call you a yellow bone. Oh, my gosh, and I rebuked that. I rebuked it so hard. We'll but, talk again um, about all of that. We'll say thank you so much for your time. Thank you Thank very you very much. much. Okay, Bye. you take care. Bye-bye. www.girlwithoutasound.com and you may download the book for your little ones and give it as a gift if you'd like. It's time for news headlines with Utsilia Sako.